us to pray. Luke 11, 1-4 And it came to pass that as he was praying in a certain place, when he ceased, one of his disciples said unto him, Lord, teach us to pray. And as John also taught his disciples, And he said unto them, When ye pray, say, Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, as in heaven, so in earth. Give us day by day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins. For we also forgive every one that is indebted to us, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from all evil. Andrew Murray said this, Christ teaches us to pray not only by example, by instruction, by command, by promises, but by showing us himself, the ever-living intercessor as our life. It is when we believe this and go and abide in him for our prayer life too, that our life fears of not being able to pray all right will vanish. And we have and we shall joyfully and triumphantly trust our Lord to teach us to pray, to be himself the life and power of our prayer. Now Luke tells us here in chapter 11, he tells us that as Jesus was praying in a certain place, when he ceased, one of the disciples said unto him, Lord, teach us to pray. This disciple had heard Jesus preach, but he did not say, Lord, teach us to preach. He could learn to preach by studying the methods of the master, but there was something about the praying of Jesus that made this particular disciple feel that he did not know how to pray, and that he had never prayed, and that he could not learn by listening even to the master as he prayed. He needed the master to teach him to pray. A.C. Dixon said this, There is profound something about prayer, which never lies upon the surface. To learn it, one must go to the depths of the soul and climb to the heights of God. Even the twelve who were the closest to Jesus sought his wisdom in teaching about how to pray. When they learned how to pray, one definitive result of their willingness to learn was their being used to turn the world upside down. As all of us really start to pray and walk with God, each of us will have our life transformed just like the disciples. When the disciples learned how to pray, their lives were changed. Prayer is vitally important in the Christian's life. When a Christian prays in line with what God wants, his prayers are more apt to be answered. Luke 11 contains a plethora of truths which acquaint a Christian with the matter of getting his prayers answered. Ian Bound said this, God, who cannot lie, is bound to answer. He has voluntarily placed himself under obligation to answer the prayer of him who truly prays. We need to make sure we are praying. We need to find that alone time with God. We need to be still and know that he is God. We need to schedule a when to pray. The number one reason why people do not receive answers to their prayers is that they simply just do not pray. Ian Bounds said this, Oh, you can pray anywhere on the street, in the store, traveling, measuring dry goods, hands in the dishwater. Where not? but you are not likely to unless you have been off in some quiet place, shut in alone with God. Unless you've had that time, that consistent time of being still and knowing God, you're not likely to, to pray in any of these other places. You're not likely to pray throughout the day like you should. The Bible does not say if you pray. The Bible says when you pray. Teach us to pray, his disciples requested of him. He answered, when you pray... 
Jesus had a when. He had a when time to prayer. Do you have a when time to your prayer? His disciples did not, apparently. Dr. Dennis Corll says it so well. I cannot duplicate the supernatural in the life of Christ, but I can duplicate the natural discipline that he exercised. The discipline of a set time, a solitary place, and a steady, consistent habit. When do you pray? Is there a when in your prayer life? Until you have a when you pray, your prayers will not likely be answered. A scheduled prayer time will give you a more effective prayer time. A scheduled prayer time will give you more effective prayer life than a haphazard do-it-when-I-find-some-time prayer life. Have a when to your prayer life. Now, Louise Harrison said this, Those who pray don't have time. They take time. If we do not take time to pray, then it is because deep in our heart of hearts we regard this as non-essential. Those who pray don't have time. They take time. We should not want to live an emergency-only kind of prayer life. Resorting to, I must pray right now, should not be the normal in our life. Prayer should not be our last resort. Prayer should be the first thing we do. Jesus always went to the Father for everything. When something good happened, he went to the Father. When something bad happened, he talked to the Father. Jesus constantly brought God into the everyday of his world. He had a when to his prayer life. He sought God. He was still and knew that God was God. Jesus constantly brought God into the everyday of his world. That is exactly what we should be doing. We should want to live like Jesus with us all the time. One of the points of that taking advantage of this wonderful privilege called prayer is that Jesus can be with us all the time. Have a win to your prayer time and be still and know that he is God. The disciples lacked in the area of prayer. While Jesus prayed in the Garden of Gethsemane, were they praying? No, they slept. When Jesus went to the mountain to pray, they stared in awe and wonderment instead of praying. Time and time again when Jesus was praying, the disciples were otherwise occupied. They seemed consumed with the things that God deemed so unimportant. Are there many times in your life when you should be praying, but you're consumed with the unimportant? Are there many times in your life when you should be getting on your knees and praying, but instead you worry about the problem instead of praying about the problem? Are there many times in your life when you should be praying, but you're sleeping? Are there many times in your life when you should be praying, but you're staring off in the distance, thinking, instead of praying about the issue? Do you have a when to your prayer life? Are you praying when you need to pray? Or are you other things occupying your time? Jesus said, Therefore I say unto you, Take no thought of your life, what shall ye eat, or what ye shall drink, nor yet for your body, what ye shall put on. Is not the life more than meat, and the body than raiment? Matthew 6.25 He wanted them, he wanted his disciples to see the eternality of the Christian life, especially the benefits of prayer. When ye pray, he simply stated, like Jesus Christ, we must consciously choose a life of prayer. We must have a when to our prayer life. If we don't pray enough, we cannot get what we need from God. Do you love to pray? 
You have, this, have you discovered the joy and the glory of spending time with God? We should find no greater joy than in communicating with our God. We should find no greater thrill than in getting harmony of thought in mutual communication with our God. Sad to say, God is such a low priority to, to many Christians. Everything, television, Facebook, the internet, games, our job, our hobbies, and even maybe the newspaper, take precedence and priority over God to the average Christian. We have a win time for our television programs. We have a win time to look at Facebook or Instagram or, or Twitter. We have a win time for these sporting games, sporting events. We have a win time for our job. We have a win time for hobbies, a win time for reading news, but we don't have a win time to pray. Jesus did not say, when you can find time to pray, if you can find time to pray, schedule around everything else, squeeze it in there somewhere. No, he told us to pray. When you pray, do it this way. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Be still and know that I am God. We are to be making prayer the priority, not these other things. Oliver B. Green said this, He who counts the hairs of our head, and who is not too lofty in height and notice the little sparrow which falls to the ground, is not too great and high to note everything which concerns the happiness, the needs, and safety of his children. Prayer brings God into what men are pleased to term the little affairs of life. God is reachable. God is touchable. God is approachable. Talking to God should be as natural as calling a friend on the phone. Unfortunately, I watch too many people devote far too much time to other pursuits. The average Christian should measure the time we spend in daily prayer against the time we spend on our cell phones. Imagine the conviction there. How does your prayer time compare to your phone time? We seem to be able to find time for everything but prayer. God's people must make prayer their priority and do as William Walford penned in his immortal song, Sweet Hour of Prayer, and go to the prayer closet for an hour of prayer. Oliver B. Green said this, I say this with a sad heart. I believe one of the outstanding, outstanding sins in the church today is prayerlessness among the saints. If God's people spend as much time on their knees as they do before their televisions, I am sure we would have a revival that would shake the world. But a prayerless church is a powerless church. And by the same token, a prayerless Christian is a powerless Christian. Ian Bounds said this, Prayer is not a petty duty to be put in the corner. No piecemeal performance made out of the fragments of time which have been snatched from business and other engagements of life. But it means that the best of our time, the heart of our time, and the strength must be given to prayer. We should desire a close walk with God. We should desire to have a consistent win time with God. Every Christian should be able to say, I have a win when I pray. Luke 11 teaches very clearly that every Christian must have a win to his prayer life.